Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is on the air. Never send to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is a call to arms for those American patriots who, in the tradition of our founding fathers, will stand up now to defend the Constitution and the liberties that it guarantees to each citizen, to each of us. That is our mission, to explain in a clear and concise manner the direct effect of each issue on the individual, on you personally, not some anonymous being in a distant place, and to define in no uncertain terms the consequences of inaction. Let the battle begin. Jim Chilton, it is an honor to have you as a guest on Freedom Forum Radio. So, Jim, let's talk about the international border with Mexico, how has that whole situation, first of all, what's going on, and how has that changed the way you live? In the 19, early 1980s and 90s, it was no issue whatsoever. However, by the mid-1990s, literally thousands of people were walking across my ranch to get into the United States. Uh, and they were generally uh, just people trying to get into work in the United States and live in the United States. However, about 2008, 2009, the cartels in Mexico gained control of all the trails coming out of Mexico uh, into the United States, and the number of people coming across dropped off. However, the drugs coming through increased unbelievably. And so what we have now is uh, dr- about 200 trails coming out of Mexico through our ranch, and they're mainly used to bring drugs into our nation to poison our people. So you're really on the front line of the drug war because you have people smuggling the drugs through your land, through your ranch, into the United States. That presents some issues for you, I'll bet. It does, and we fear running into a drug-packing crew that may be packing an AK-47. We have seen groups with AK-47s. I've seen groups on our land and at the international border, guys on horseback with uh, long guns. They look like AK-47s. It's dangerous. And worse, there are cartel scouts on our mountains, cartel spotters. They have the finest binoculars purchasable, uh, $2,500 military-grade phones, Uh, uh, with radio attachments, and they know what's going on for almost 100 miles inside the United States. We have foreigners coming in, sitting on our mount, guiding the drug packers through. So 
they can see where the border patrol is and tell the drug packers to avoid that area. They can watch yes. you. They can watch you and your family and everything that you do. So you're at you're at high danger, high risk. High risk. And last Saturday, Sue, my wife was out in our front yard uh, watering her plants, and she turned to walk back to the house, and there was a guy standing. Uh, uh, only a foot away from her, it scared her to death. Um, he appeared to be a drug packer, and uh, he had a cell phone also, and she was scared. We've had four bur- or two burglaries that we know were caused by uh, drug packers, Going back to Mexico, after they've dropped their drugs, they walk back to Mexico. These aren't immigrants. These people work. Their living is packing drugs. And with the cartel scouts on our mountains, it's just outrage. Outrageous. Just plain outrageous that uh, this happens in the United States. Your house is actually 19 miles from the border, is it not? Correct. And the Border Patrol is located in Tucson, uh, 60 miles from our house. And so a Border Patrol agent comes in, checks out his gun, checks out his vehicle, goes to a briefing, roughly one hour goes by. Then it takes three hours to drive to the border because of the rough roads. And so they don't go to the international boundary. They come out about halfway to the international boundary. And therefore, they let the drug packers walk into the United States 15, 20 miles before there's any ever an attempt at apprehension. But with the cartel scouts on the mountains, uh, they move their scouts around the Border Patrol. And I don't think the Border Patrol really ever catches anybody packing drugs because their skill level and the equipment level of the cartel scouts and the cartels is uh, superior, personally, my thought. So yes, we kind of like have a... We have like a DMZ on the border there that's that's 20 miles or, or more wide. And these people have free reign to walk anywhere they want. They'll never run into anyone in the Border Patrol except by total accident. Uh, so they have free reign to do whatever they want in that zone. You're absolutely correct. And what we need is a wall, not a five-strand barbed wire fence, a wall. I can climb over the fence now. I can go under it. I can go through it like anybody can anywhere with a simple cattle fence. And we need to do it, and we need to move the Border Patrol out of Tucson to the international boundary and secure the international boundary at the boundary. Well, that obviously makes a lot of sense. Uh, Why do you think it's not being done? Well, Congress won't appropriate the money. 
that's needed to run, fund the wall in our area. And uh, two, uh, I don't think the Border Patrol is very excited about uh, leaving their cushy quarters in Tucson and moving out to the border and forward operation bases. Uh, the Border Patrol Union doesn't want Border Patrol agents to face danger and uh, and acclimate weather. It's, once again, a huge bureaucracy. The individual guys seem to be great guys, well-trained, but it's the strategy that's um, that's wrong. And think about the cost of not securing the border. Think about the drugs coming into the United States, the addiction rates, and also the criminals coming in, the MS-13s. We've seen MS-13s come across our ranch. Uh, think about the cost to children uh, and adults with the meth crisis, the opioid crisis. Uh, it's the cost of not securing the border is overwhelming. Think about the cost of all the uh, Justice Department, the courts and everything of processing these people and holding them at least for 20 days. Um, incidentally, we've never seen any women or children coming across the border or any women with children. We've seen women coming across, uh, but not with children. So that isn't the issue here. Um, think of the cost to cities in your county uh, of the drug issue. Uh, think of the cost of... Uh, your jail facilities, et cetera, and all across the nation, the thousands of counties. Uh, and think of the uh, criminal actions against uh, we, the people. Uh, in fiscal year 2017-18, there were over 235,000 apprehensions uh, of undocumented illegal immigrants, and 100,000 of those were for assault, 30,000 were for sex crimes, 4,000 homicides. Here in this country, the impact of the illegal population. It's really sad. The cost is enormous of not securing the border. It'd be far cheaper to secure the border. Part four of Dr. Dan's interview with Jim Chilton. We'll be right back after this quick break. Well, of course it would. Uh, that makes too much common sense for bureaucrats, and it also makes uh, too much common sense for uh, politicians who have an agenda. Uh, and it's also too much common sense for bureaucrats who make their living by making rules and spending taxpayer dollars. Uh, I see in some of in some of your testimony before Congress, you mentioned the fact that uh, there's almost fifty million dollars uh, 
of the $6.8 million for the wall was allocated for environmental impact type studies so that uh, we're, we're, we're making uh, – we're taking away valuable funds that should be used for protecting American citizens and using it for nonsense projects on the border, uh, which should never be the case. You're right. Uh, more specifically, one of those environmental projects was to buy cameras to uh, put all over southern Arizona to see whether there were jaguars coming up from Mexico. I don't think their cameras ever sighted a single jaguar because it's extremely rare that an old male comes into the United States. But they spent $750,000 and hired a lot of uh, University of Arizona people to man the cameras and buy the cameras and go out and check the cameras. $750,000. That's not small change, is it? It certainly isn't. We have to work so hard for several years to get that kind of revenue, yet it's just kind of given away by bureaucrats to bureaucrats. You know, you also mentioned that uh, those those mountaintop outposts where the cartel sends its spotters, couldn't we do something to take that vantage point away from them? And if so, why is it not being done? The Border Patrol finds it's too expensive to take the high ground. It takes uh, two helicopters, one to pin the scout down, and another helicopter for guys to repel down a rope and then try to apprehend uh, the cartel spotter. And so they've given up. They've yielded the high ground. We need the military to come in and take the high ground. We need to get the military in to uh, control the high ground and therefore eliminate the ability of the cartel to move our drugs through the country without ever being seen. So what you've described is really the total failure of border protection and border security. Uh, we can lay blame all over the place, but the the thing that you want most and that we need most is to control the border at the border. We cannot give up a, a 20 or 30 mile DMZ where these people can roam uh, on a, Rome unknown to us. We don't know where they are. Uh, we don't go make any attempt to uh, arrest them or stop them. We've just sort of given up this land. Uh, and unfortunately, people like you and your wife live in this land. What happened to your wife when she, saw, when she turned around and that uh, man was standing there? She speaks Spanish and she says, oh, let me go get my husband. Let me go get my husband. And I she came inside. I took my gun outside, and we uh, he appeared to be Honduran. We told him, you know, to get, get off of our land. 
and we saw him use his telephone as if he was communicating with other people, uh, perhaps the cartel scout on the mountains. And walls are needed. We need to secure the border at the border. And walls work when they put in a adequate barrier fence or wall, whatever you want to call it, in the Yuma area, the traffic coming across dropped 97%. And it freed up Border Patrol agents to go to areas where there wasn't a wall. Uh, the chief of the Yuma section at the time said he was able to move 200 Border Patrol agents to other locations. Walls work. In Israel, uh, the smugglers and the trafficking coming across their borders have been decreased 99%. In Hungary, they have a fence, and their police and their army are there, and they virtually have no, no migrants or smugglers coming across. Walls work. Well, what's really hypocritical is that most of these... Uh uh, liberals who don't want don't want the wall. Uh, they lock their house at night, and most and many of them live in walled communities with guard houses and gates. So it's strictly a do as I say, not as I do type type of thing. Uh, they need to uh, they need to stop thinking about themselves and start start thinking about the safety of the American people. The job of government, as outlined in our Constitution, they're supposed to protect we the people from foreign adversaries. And it's really funny and hypocritical that Nancy Pelosi and Senator Schumer voted for a wall in 2006, and now they're against the wall. Uh, how can hypocrisy be more blatant? They will say anything or do anything to prevent President Trump from having a victory, from having a win. That's the bottom line. Well, Jim Chilton, it's been a pleasure talking with you. Uh, you have touched upon probably one of the major problems that we have in our nation today is that we've turned over our power as individuals to a group of unelected bureaucrats who only want power for themselves and have used done everything in their within their authority to make life difficult for us all to steal our land and steal our rights do you have some closing thoughts that you'd like to tell our listeners and again you don't have to be politically correct we need a wall and we need to forward operation bases, we need to secure the international boundary. And we need to uh, communicate the role that bureaucrats have developed for themselves, uh, the power to rule and regulate the everyday lives of ranchers like myself. Thank you, Jim Chilton. It's been an honor and a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, again, I will repeat what I said at the beginning. Jim Chilton has not been sitting on the couch. He's been fighting this battle for years, and I know that he will continue to fight this battle because that's his nature. 
the nature of his family was the pioneering spirit that brought his family all the way out to Arizona to be cattle ranchers in a what was probably a pretty hostile environment back in the late 1800s. So again, I ask you who are sitting on the couch, what's your excuse for still sitting there? We have a country to save. Jim Chilton, it has been an honor and a pleasure for me to have you as a guest on Freedom Forum Radio. And that concludes another episode of Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. Join the battle on our website, www.drdansfreedomforum.com. The rights to own private property that cannot be arbitrarily confiscated by the government is the moral right and constitutional basis for individual freedom. I get joy in everything. 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 Everything gonna be all right this morning. Peace.